What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is in my hand. Fan effect. Welcome back in. It is Friday, folks. If you're looking for something to do to stay inside. Uh, the few who are going to stay inside. Hey, you got to take a break from all the sunshine and the fun outside to watch something inside. So Andy Farnsworth, of course, with the KSL News Radio, KSL's Fan Effect podcast. You got a lot for us to watch. I mean, yeah, I mean, besides like, the trailer for Indiana Jones, yeah, and oh, besides yeah. the Star Wars trailers I'll just and be all watching stuff. that over and over and over and all the Star <laughs> Wars stuff out of celebration over in uh, the UK. But yeah. if you're not going to watch that nonstop, what can we watch? Well, this is a weekend for faith-based stuff and nostalgia. Two different uh, varieties will be competing for your time and money at the box office this weekend. But there are also, again, like I said, a couple of faith-based options. We'll start with the big ones. First up, the movie that will probably win the weekend if all tracking numbers are correct. And that's the Super Mario Brothers movie from Illumination Studios and Nintendo. This is the second time Nintendo's tried to get their most famous video game character into a movie. The first time didn't go so well as 1993's live-action movie bombed. This time, though, Mario and Luigi and Princess and Toad and Bowser and Donkey Kong, they're all animated. In the Super Mario Brothers movie, Mario and Luigi, voiced by Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, are plumbers who live in Brooklyn with their big Italian extended family. Their business is struggling, but when they are using their skills to fix a water main, they discover a green pipe that warps them to the fantastical and colorful world of Mushroom Kingdom, ruled by Princess Peach, who's voiced by Anya Taylor-Joy. Mario arrives just in time as the kingdom is threatened by legions of turtle soldiers and their king named Bowser, voiced by Jack Black. Bowser's in love with Peach, and if he can't have her, well, somebody's gonna pay. So it's up to Mario, Princess Peach, and other favorite Nintendo characters like Donkey Kong to stop him. First off, the Super Mario Brothers movie definitely gets the look and sound right for this well-known and beloved video game world. Anyone who's played a Mario-themed game will recognize something that tickles your memory sensors in your brain. There are nods to, well, pretty much every Mario game that I've ever played, including Mario Kart, Mario Galaxy, Mario World, the original Mario Brothers game, and even Donkey Kong. However, I just... I struggled to connect to the story, I really did. There wasn't inherently anything wrong with it, but it just felt like something was missing. When I walked out of the theater, I thought to myself, Mario's one of the most well-known and beloved characters of all time in video games, and this is all they could come up with? Uh, maybe it was just the sheer amount of dialogue from characters who, in all the games I've personally played, don't have that much dialogue that they actually say. I don't know. There were definitely some hilarious moments and clever use of icons, so don't get me wrong, but I just think the movie disappointed. Super Mario Brothers movie is rated PG and is very family friendly. So if you are excited to see it, go enjoy. It is playing only in theaters. Now, the other movie this week that is going for nostalgia but different is the movie Air, starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Its full title officially is Air Courting a Legend. And it tells the story of how a company in the 1980s, which was known only for making running shoes, managed to create the most iconic and profitable line of basketball shoes in history. Yeah, Air Jordans. Now, Damon stars as Sonny Vaccaro, an employee for a shoe company, Nike, in the 1980s. Vaccaro and his team are on the lookout for up-and-coming NBA players to pay to wear Nike shoes in hopes that that will drive sales. However, at that time, nobody wanted to wear Nikes for basketball, and the company's Converse and Adidas had all the big NBA players wearing their shoes. So, in 1984, when a young prospect named Jordan was about to enter the league, Vaccaro bets his whole future on the nearly impossible hope of getting Jordan to agree to endorse Nike. Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight, the owner and founder of Nike. Knight has to decide whether or not to trust Vaccaro's gut instinct about Jordan because it's going to be the most expensive endorsement in company history. And they don't know if they can even get Jordan to hear the offer, let alone agree to it. 
Vaccaro hopes by bypassing Jordan's agent and talking directly to his mother, played by Viola Davis, might actually help them seal the deal. Now, Air leans heavy into its 1980s time period. There's a great soundtrack of 80s songs as you go through the story, as well as 80s-specific cars, clothes, and food. And even though you know how the story's going to turn out, I thought it was an enjoyable ride along the way. Yes, there's a requisite amount of Michael Jordan worship, but you can't deny his impact on both the game of basketball and how athletes market themselves. For those who didn't grow up in the late 80s and through the 90s, it's hard to explain just how big a deal it was which shoes you wore. I had a pair of Air Jordan 5s, and I wore them until they literally fell apart. So yeah, this movie resonated with me. Air is rated R for language, and it is playing only in theaters. Now on to streaming. One of my picks of the week is a new season of the streaming series Schmigadoon on Apple TV+. It's both an homage to and a parody of movie and stage musicals. It stars Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key as Josh and Melissa, a couple who in the first season found themselves trapped in a magical town called Schmigadoon, where the residents were essentially character types from 1940s, 50s, and 60s musicals, and where they couldn't leave until they found true love, which they did, spoiler alert, with each other. Now it's a few years later, and Josh and Melissa are struggling with infertility and the toll it's taking on their marriage. They decide they want to go back to Schmigadoon, where the sun shines brightly from July to June, and the air's as sweet as a macaroon. Except when they get back to the place where Schmigadoon is located, they find themselves instead in the town of Schmicago, where everything looks and feels like darker 1970s musicals, you know, Cabaret, Sweeney Todd, and all the like. All the same supporting actors slash townspeople return, like Alan Cumming, Dove Cameron, Jane Krakowski, Kristen Chenoweth, along with a few new additions like Titus Burgess. Now, Josh and Melissa can't leave until they find a happy ending, which in a town as depressing and backwards as Chicago is not going to be easy. Chicago's strengths lie in their humor and incredibly clever songwriting. Fans of musicals like Annie, Sweeney Todd, Hair, Cabaret, Chicago will notice all kinds of hilarious nods to each of those, plus probably even some others that I missed. It was different from season one, but I still found it satisfying and laughed out loud a bunch of times. Season two of Schmigadoon consists of eight half-hour episodes, two of which are available now with a new episode dropping each week on Apple TV+. It is rated TV 14, so it's not as family-friendly as you might hope, but it's not as bad as you might think either. All right, I mentioned there are a couple of faith-related movies that families might want to watch over Easter weekend. First is called The Only Son, and it's from Angel Studios, the same people who make the Chosen TV series. His Only Son tells the story of Abraham and Isaac found in the book of Genesis. For those familiar or unfamiliar with the story, Abraham, a follower of God and a prophet, waited many years to be able to have a child with his wife, Sarah. In their old age, their son Isaac is born, but some years later, Abraham is commanded by God to travel to a certain place and offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. As you can imagine, this creates a giant conflict within Abraham. In this movie, as Abraham journeys to the place God commanded, he ponders over all the things that have happened to he and his wife over the years and what led him to this path he and Isaac are traveling now. Uh, I found his son to be very moving and emotional at times. I took my 10-year-old son to see it with me, and no doubt that played a part in the emotional connection. I mentioned that the movie is from Angel Studios. There are a couple of unique things with that. First, a significant part of the marketing of his only son was done through crowdfunding, and yet it hit number three in the entire country at the box office this past weekend. Second, Angel Studios has created a pay-it-forward campaign where donors have paid money so that those who want to see the movie but can't afford to buy tickets can get them for free and see it this Easter weekend. His only son is rated PG-13, and it is only in theaters. And finally, the other faith-related movie this week is called On a Wing and a Prayer, and it's streaming on Prime Video. The movie's based on a true and kind of amazing story, and it stars Dennis Quaid and Heather Graham as Doug and Terry White. They're a fairly ordinary couple who live in Louisiana and have two teenage daughters. 
Doug's having a crisis of faith as he struggles to cope with the sudden death of his brother. As Doug's family flies back home from the funeral in a small privately owned twin-engine turboprop plane, the pilot suddenly dies of a heart attack, leaving Doug and Terry, neither of whom have any flying experience whatsoever, to figure out if or even how they can get the plane back to safety on the ground. Now, what follows is a series of events, both on the ground and in the plane, that are nothing short of miraculous. Air traffic controllers and other pilots work together to try and help Doug safely keep the plane airborne. But most of the emotion you feel is watching Doug as he tries to make an emergency landing to save his family. Honoring in a prayer is not really unique in the way it tells its story, but the fact that it's a true story that actually happened on Easter back in 2009, that's kind of what packed an emotional punch for me. On a Wing and a Prayer will have greatest meaning, in my opinion, for people of faith. It's rated PG, and again, it's streaming on Prime Video. That's a lot of stuff. That is a lot of stuff. Emotional, just watch, just yeah. hearing your synopsis. So yeah, and, and they are like if you, if you, I've been reading some critics who kind of are like, oh, this was too cheesy, and I. When, they're ba- when faith-based stories are based on a true story, in my opinion, yeah. I feel like those have a greater impact because they're not just written by somebody who decides how everything goes. Right. Right. Like, this happened to somebody, and that's hey. as good an explanation yeah. as any. Angel Studios, too, with The Chosen, the quality is so good, yes. and the directing oh. is so good, oh. and the acting is so good that pretty much anything they do, I think, is, is worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, uh, the, 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 his only son cost... $250,000 to make. Oh, wow. And it's already made. It, it was a number three movie in the thing, country right? last week. And it's tracking to be number four this week. The only ones that didn't beat out was like John Wick and yeah. Mario. And so, but wow. that's, that's something. Okay. Oh, Easter weekend. Yeah. yeah. It's here. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful. And I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on KSLTV.com. I'll see you there.